0: hola everybody welcome back to the hop gabe and steven are here for round 19 and it's a fiesta we are celebrating cinco de mayo how we feeling everybody
1: i don't know if you're specifically talking to me but i'm gonna answer that question for everyone i am feeling great uh yes we are here for round 19 very special episode cinco de mayo was two days ago but we don't care we're gonna keep drinking we're gonna keep partying on hey steven hey gabe Oh, let's grab a drink.
0: Okay, welcome in everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Hop. We are celebrating the holiday that happened two days ago, and we're drinking all things Mexicano today. As always, we want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in with us. I want to encourage you to go out and follow the show on the Twitter, the Instagram, at the Ho Podcast. Shoot us an email, hopod at gmail.com. We are looking for beer suggestions from you. Let us know what you want to hear featured on the show. And most importantly, please go out and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If you are a regular (sighs) listener, that is super helpful and lets us know how we can make the show better for you. So if you have thoughts for us, please make them known. They're on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't have thoughts for us, just hit that five-star button. It's my favorite button. It'll make you feel like you did something today.
1: So it's like we're helping you. And it helps the show, and we appreciate it.
0: Uh, That said, guys, we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, and Cinco de Mayo, I think a lot of people don't know what it is.
1: (laughs) It's a day of celebration for the 5th of May, and I, I just always associate, like, tequila margaritas with it um i don't really know too much about the overall day and history and whatnot
0: neither do i if you um look up the real history of cinco de mayo it involved the end of a battle and the words french were and like uh war and like liberation Mm. were thrown around a lot i sounds like
1: a history book
0: yeah history was never my strong suit it i do know what it's not which is not a mexican independence day that happens in september uh, so for people yes. who think that Cinco de Mayo is the Mexican Independence Day, it's not. Um but Cinco de Mayo is really more of a Mexican American holiday. Um it uh, it is not celebrated in Mexico. Um
1: Which really. Is a shame.
0: It was it became popular here in the 80s when beer companies, we like beer companies, we do, basically promoted the shit out of it and it is a huge day for uh beer sales, beer consumption. It is um basically on par with the Super Bowl, according to uh, Nielsen ratings and people that that track this kind of stuff. Um, so it's if up it's there with on the Super Bowl. Par,
1: if it's on par with the Super Bowl for beer, what is the beer Super Bowl halftime show? Who's performing?
0: A mariachi band.
1: A mariachi band. Well, we have plenty of them in the New York City subway, so that'd I'll be go a, out and get one.
0: That'd be a dope halftime show. Uh, first, up top, um, since it oh, is... Boy it is it is a fiesta i don't know if you're ready oh, for this crap. gabe but we're gonna do it I, uh,
1: I haven't done this in a very long time
0: yeah we just felt it appropriate that we take a shot of tequila so that's that's what's gonna happen right now he's
1: nervous about it i'm nervous about it but um i can smell it from here. oh god All right. it's, been, it's been a while it's been a minute or two but gabe, you know what
0: before we do this can i just ask what kind of tequila you're taking a shot of
1: Yes, I am drinking the Espelon Tequila Reposado. Um, this was... We basically went with the tequila we have in our homes. And uh, Scott and I got this a little while ago. Uh, we were making margaritas, and this was one of the perfect drinks for it. Um, my normal my normal tequila go-to is 1800 uh, Silver, but um, I do like this kind. But uh, yeah, Espelon... Tequila Reposado. Steven, you have.
0: I have also a reposado. Um, it's a fairly basic bitch hornitos, but it is hundred percent agave, which is really the key. Um, when yeah, you're mine taking is too. Shots. All right, Gabe. Uh, All right. Y- here we go. Uh, uh,
1: uh. This isn't the. Oh, oh, oh! I got something. Okay, this isn't the normal toast we do, but we haven't done this yet. I would like to raise a glass to all the workers and people on the front lines of this giant global screw-up that is COVID-19. We thank you guys for keeping us safe and working hard and for, like I said, being on the front lines each and every single day. So this shot of tequila is for you. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, here goes the answer. Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Woo!
0: Okay. And we're off.
1: Oh, that's delicious. Straight up. I was so nervous. Look at, look at, look at me go. Take your top off. Take your top off, yeah!
0: <laughs> that was good, actually. I'm already um, wasted, okay. Can I just tell you something? The um, The toast was lovely and nice, but I do think... Hearing you give that speech with that music underscoring it might be one of the weirdest things that's happened on the podcast today. <laughs> that was just yeah, I didn't so I didn't tonally really confusing, but it was it was kind of yeah. It was kind of hilarious.
1: We all, you were raising a glass, and I was like, "Oh, we haven't done this." You yet. know what? Let's thank all the frontline And meanwhile, there's like, oh.
0: it's what they would want. Shot of tequila I mean, down the hatch. I, um. Just real quick, I wanted to just review different types of tequila. We did mention we were both drinking Reposado, and we did just now. Uh, um, whew, okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Feeling a little warm inside the belly. All
0: Uh There are five recognized types of tequila. There's uh, your silver, which is uh, basically clear um the purest sort of form uh, the closest to agave uh it's either unaged or it's aged uh, just left in the tank uh so stainless steel um but there's nothing added to it uh so it's the purest form of tequila there's reposado which we just drank that is aged in oak barrels uh that's where the color comes from and that's Ooh. aged anywhere from 2 months to a year there's añejo which is aged for more than a year in the same barrels extra añejo which is aged for like a really long time <laughs> And then there's gold. Just don't drink gold tequila. It's got food coloring in it or caramel coloring. The gold color comes from somewhere. It's basically silver tequila that has stuff in it to make it look gold. Yeah, it's not a real thing. That's why Jose Cuervo Gold is like the shittiest tequila you can have. Interesting.
1: Um, See, I didn't know that. One of the best tequilas I've ever had, and some of my friends back in good old CT will love this, the Don, Don Julio. That is a... That is a man's drink.
0: Yeah, that's it. See, but that's what I mean. There's no, there's no Don Julio Gold. You know what I mean? There's no. uh, Yeah,
1: Yeah, you make a good point. There's no
0: Patron Gold. Like it's not a real type of tequila. But um, I just
1: I like the color gold, so I was like, yeah. (laughs) But when it comes to,
0: but when it comes to choosing a tequila, you just want to choose the tequila that you need for what you're doing. Um, if you're making a margarita, which, by the way, I don't brag about much in this world, or I try not to. I was
1: I was going to bring it up. but Not the fact that you're bragging. I was going to bring up the fact that uh, steven has got a killer margarita recipe that I don't think you should share to anyone. I, I don't not. even really know it.
0: I will not share it. I will tell you, though, that uh, the key to a good margarita is Corn. when I, I'm a bit of A, do you say corn?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it, is that not what you put in margaritas?
0: I'm a bit of a margarita. um, I've become a bit of a margarita snob and I don't want to be. But the thing is that when you get a margarita out in, in restaurants, they put tequila in it, they put triple sec in it, but then they put sour mix in it, which is basically a combination of uh, citrus juice, usually lime juice, but then it's got a simple syrup in it and that's sugar and water. I don't yeah. like adding sugar to my margaritas, so I prefer to mix lime juice with fresh squeezed citrus juice, whether it's oranges, grapefruits, mangoes, pomegranate juice, pineapple juice. I mean, you could the the possibilities are lim, uh, limitless. And then add a little agave to it to sweeten it with the natural sweetener that's already in the tequila. That is a more natural, more organic way to make a margarita. And then there's some other shit in there that I'm not going to tell you about
1: uh we, we were in la i believe and what did the we went to the restaurant and we got these really dope margaritas what did he i, I think he add grand Marnier to it
0: well yeah um you remember that oh i i love that place that's my favorite margarita in la i couldn't yeah. tell you the name of it if i tried but it's a great we, margarita. we
1: literally were like we were looking up okay best margarita in la we looked it up Stephen looked it up on his phone And he goes, okay, this is the place. We literally raised our heads and we were in front of it. And we were like, okay, this is a sign from God.
0: When you find a place that makes a good margarita, like you got to stick to it. Because like most places that you go to will give you margarita with sour mix. It's hard to find a good margarita out in the world. Like I honestly, I love going out for drinks. I love going out for beers. I would rather make my own margaritas nine times out of 10, unless I can find a really good place. Um. But, okay, that's my margarita rant. Um, What I was saying about tequila is just, like, choose the tequila that's right for what you're doing. If you're taking a shot, you know, I mean, if you're sipping on it, then sure, Reposado, Añejo. I was going to say,
1: if you're taking a shot, apparently Reposado is (laughs) the way to go.
0: But Añejo is just a waste of Añejo to, like, put it in a margarita. You could just put silver tequila in there. It's cheaper and it's purer and there's no reason to go get some kind of expensive like extra añejo tequila and then go put it in a mixed drink you know
1: right yeah, yeah. that that's that would be a sipping tequila can we move on let's, to beer now let's let's shift gears here we are going to dive into uh only a, a few things for the news and notes because we want to get this episode started uh so here we go we have a friendly face coming back steven
0: we do. Mosin Coors has launched a new uh, Cores Light uh, ad campaign. The only reason this caught our eye is because of the people that are involved in it. Um, Paul Giamatti is the voice of the ad, and they have a fifteen-second yes. and a forty-five-second spot. And I watched the spot, and I just want to say I love Paul Giamatti. You know that I've yes, seen Paul Giamatti. I'm obsessed with billions. I saw him in Hamlet. Like I, I love his work. But, but when I watch this ad. The oh, no. first thing that I saw in my head was Marty Wolf from Big Fat Liar.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez! I don't I know in why. Blue paint. <laughs>
0: There's something about the voiceover he was doing just sounded like that movie to me. Um, it's That's an opportunity hilarious. to hear Paul Giamatti say the words "sucky, suck, suck, suckiness," mm. which is entertaining. But uh,
1: the best line of all time.
0: But. It's part of um, this, Molson Coors is doing this America hashtag could use a beer campaign. They're encouraging people to uh, tag at Coors Light on Twitter and use that hashtag, hashtag could use a beer, to nominate someone for a six pack and the company will give away 500,000 beers. So about 83,000 six packs, a little bit more than that, um, to just give back, which brings us to our other friendly face. Old, our girl, old Olive, our girl oh. Olive. You may remember her from a few episodes back. The ninety-three-year-old woman who got her free hundred and fifty beers because she held up her sign. Well, she's featured in the ad as well. So, um,
1: goes to show you if you if you make it on the internet, you will make it on TV easily. It
0: that's that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, not not huge news, but. The ad is kind of hilarious, though, because it's like, throughout all of history, beer was, I mean, it's got images of the Great Depression, and they're like, they were hard times, but you know what they did? They They ended Prohibition, and you're like, I'm not sure that one really had to do with the other. Easy there, Paul. Okay.
1: Listen, man, we get it. You want us to buy some beer, but holy hell. In other fun craft beer news, uh, the state of New Hampshire is getting a new beer. The New Hampshire breweries, Great North Ale Works, Woodstock Inn Brewery, Moat Mountain Brewing Company, Smutty Nose Brewing Company, and Great Rhythm Brewing Company are collaborating on a new beer to support the New Hampshire Hospitality Employee Relief Fund. First of all, the name is called Nerf, and I think it's just hilarious. It's the best name ever. N-H-H-E-R-F. Nerf. That is um, hilarious
0: because it 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 looks like the Nerf like that we like, you know Nerf guns, but it's but it's got Nerf those H's football. in there, yeah, so it's yeah. like Nerf,
1: <laughs> Nerf. Um, they are collaborating and making a new pale ale that is called Gratuity. It is featuring Galaxy Amarillo and Lemon Drop hops, which is new to me. I've never heard of Lemon Drop hops, which is really cool. A um, hundred all of the proceeds uh, from the beer are being donated to Nerf. Uh, So they can continue supporting employees of the hospitality industry, everyone who's been affected um, by COVID-19. Basically, Great North uh, brewed the beer, and then the rest of the breweries supplied the ingredients and other supplies, um, which is really cool. Um, Apparently, it will be available the first week of May. So now, maybe. Um and it will be available statewide in New Hampshire. It is called Gratuity Pale Ale and uh the artwork on it shows workers like in restaurants, um other people kind of on the front lines still working hard to provide us with food and whatnot. So uh yeah, New Hampshire folk, get on it. Gratuity pale ale.
0: That's cool. So it's like their version of the the altogether or the um the one out in Colorado that we were talking about yeah
1: okay so that is all for the funnel news and notes I say we start drahinking and I have a fun little toast today I love it I love it it's great here's to you and here's to me, the best of friends will ever be. And if we ever disagree, well, screw you. And here's to me. Salud. It feels
0: it feels less sophisticated than the music that's playing underneath it, but I like it.
1: Well, I wasn't prepared for the <laughs> music. I just I know got I surprised you. And here we are. I surprised
0: you with you a little a little Antonio Banderas. Uh, I feel like Zoro right now.
1: I feel like Zoro's <laughs> about to come into my room and be like, "Hello, I'm here." <laughs> Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Stephen and I are both drinking different beers from different companies. Um, we wanted to again highlight uh, Mexican beers, and uh, I am going to kick things off. If that's all right with you, good sir. Ugh,
0: um, fine. Just, just let me go. God.
1: Um, I am drinking a beer. It, the company is called La Brew. They are right out of Mexico. This is the maize Azul. It is a cream ale made with blue corn. Now, holy hell, I love the color blue. So I saw the label and I was like, oh, cool. Like, this is cool. What's this? And then it said ale brewed with Mexican blue corn. And I said, mm, yeah, I think so. I think we're going to try it. Uh, so... Yes, this is a cream ale. A coming in at four point five percent ABV, IBUs of eighteen. On the SRM chart, I got this information off of the site. Three point five. I've never seen an SRM with a point five in it, but that is uh It looks what they darker than that it. to
0: me, but it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's fairly light on my end, but maybe.
0: Yeah, it could just be the phone.
1: I don't know. Uh beer advocate gave it a 107.
0: That you're lying. What? Remember? I am
1: lying. There <laughs> no. They uh they didn't have a review for it. Uh so that is another I I keep picking all these beers with no that, reviews from That was, from beer that was advocate. good,
0: Gabe. You you got me. <laughs> I can't
1: I how? Anyway. Like what? <laughs> Untapped, give it a 3.15. Small, very tiny head, a uh, little bit of lacy. Yeah, lacing on the sides of the glass. Um, bubbles galore. Um, the, uh, tasty notes, it's been known to taste like, well, corn. Um, and, uh, on the nose, let's see. Interesting. I'm getting caramel off the nose. It is a cream mm. ale. So maybe that has something to do with it, yeah. but I am getting like a richness, uh, uh, I guess you can call it a creamy sort of vibe to it. But yeah, I'm getting like caramel and toffee right away. Yes. So this beer is uh, made with the unique flavors of the native blue corn. Um, the history of this beer basically begins with the uh, milpas of the generational Michoquen producers of organic native blue corn in Mexico. Uh, this beer is featured for Le uh as one of their slow beers. I'll get into what the slow beer project is. Uh, but basically, every beer sold, uh, they donate a per- percentage of each purchase for that uh, project, the Slow Food Mexico project. Uh, Blue Corn is an original Mexican plant. And Michoacan, which is a, I know I'm saying it's, that wrong. You I
0: are, it's, it's Michoacan. <laughs> oh boy michoacan. i am so
1: sorry i am not i am italian and it's like, white so i
0: hope my mexican classmates don't listen to this they won't
1: wh- wh- uh, what does it say it again <laughs>
0: it's michoacan
1: michoacan
0: and i'm probably still uh, saying it, that wrong but it's closer than, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's closer it's, yeah it's closer than what i was doing michigan uh, they have, michigan it's they, in michigan Mich- well that's what i didn't want it because when i first tried it i was like oh that sounds like michigan i'm gonna sound so <laughs> uh but they have the largest area of organic blue corn in the world so shout out to them and with that mhm okay yeah very chill that's the first word that comes in my mind it's it's very light um ooh ooh the aftertaste the aftertaste yeah i am getting sort of like a like a rustic like a hay Mm-hmm. Flavor-ish, like that kind of vibe to it. Grassiness. Um, gra- yeah. Um, I. I'm not getting cream ale interesting enough. Um, I am definitely getting. Um, it, it's got a bold mouthfeel to it. It's got a full mouthfeel to it. Um, it's it's slightly carbonated once uh, you're drinking it. Um, but yeah, I. It's very interesting. It's I I think I when I read cream ale I was expecting like a little heavier. This is very like light mm. and crisp. I
0: mean cream ales cream ales don't have they're they're closer to a they're a style they're an ale style of beer they're top fermented but they are closer to a pale lager. Um, they are yeah generally I taste mean it in this. they're light they're refreshing they are uh subdued in flavor typically and um they definitely don't contain any like dairy or anything like that so it's kind of a right. yeah, yeah, yeah misleading name style because a cream ale is like when you yeah when you hear cream ale you're like oh i'm gonna drink like i, I think of butterbeer from harry potter i don't know what that, that tastes well, like that,
1: no for real though that's exactly like yeah. you know it's 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 one of them it's like my the first thing i think of you know what i mean like
0: but in actuality, it's like
1: a light, kind of almost lagery style. Yeah, but I mean, it is good. Um, I I don't know if it would be like crushable. I, it is only four point five percent. So I mean, if you were you had a six pack and nothing else to drink, I guess. Um, but no, it's it's good. It's very crisp and light. Uh, this beer, I just want to mention it very quickly, has a little bit of history. Um, so the Slow Food Project, uh, it's a worldwide nonprofit, member-supported eco-gastronomic. Organization, which is basically dedicated to the preservation of regional foods, culinary arts, and interest in the food we eat, uh, where it comes from, and how our food choices affect the rest of the world, uh, basically trying to save natural ingredients. Uh, this beer, along with another one of La Brew's beers, are part of their... Slow Food Project, uh, so to speak, like I said, uh, proceeds from buying the beer go toward it. So the brewmasters at LeBrew uh, began discussing how craft beer could be a uh, way to raise awareness about Slow Food Project, um, basically using Mexican art of taste ingredients in their beers. Uh, in 2016, the first slow beer competition was held and LeBrew was awarded first place. Um, it's got a rich history to it. It's definitely a fan favorite of the people who know the company and people in Mexico itself in the great city of
0: Michoacan.
1: There we are. Um, yeah, you're going to say that from now on.
0: Yay! Um, yeah, the,
1: the, the, the aftertaste is definitely more earthy and grassy ish than mm. I thought it would be. It's not bad, but I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, this I mean, maybe this is a good like lesson in cream ales, but this is not what I expected at all. Um, when I first picked up the bottle, I, I was like, oh, cool, the beer's going to be blue. But of course it's not because my imagination is just wild. Because of the blue um, corn. Because of the blue corn. Well, it's like blue corn chips. Like Those are yeah. so good.
0: Well, let me talk about what I've got over here. All right. Is that do cool it. with you? It's not, I, but
1: you're going to do it anyway.
0: I am looking at a Cerveza Loba Blanca. Wheat beer. This beer is, uh, so the brewery is called uh, Cerveza Loba. They're a um, small Mexican craft brewery uh, that is located in the heart of Guadalajara. And they were founded in 2011 and they uh, kind of have been getting bigger ever since. They're doing quite well now, but they do have this mission to kind of expand the Mexican craft beer palette, which I think is pretty cool because you don't see wheat beers coming out of uh mexico very often so yeah, that's cool that's interesting um it's got an abv of 4.8 percent ibus uh about 25 on the srm chart we are looking at what i would call like a like a five it's like a nice um, yeah, yellow, yellow golden straw color hazy uh, appropriately for the style um the head was about a uh a good bit maybe an inch or a little more of white foam which uh has dissipated but it left a left a good amount in a ring along the glass
1: Um, Dope glass by the way
0: thank you drinking out of a just a typical pint glass
1: uh no it's not a typical pint glass it's a game of thrones pint glass it's a
0: game of thrones pint glass which is appropriate because the company logo for this company is the wolf and there's a wolf on the glass how do you feel about feel that, Mike?
1: Mike? Bang!
0: Exclamation point! Oh, symmetry. I love it so. Um
1: <laughs> Love hearing from Mike. I wonder how he's doing.
0: Okay, on the nose, there's this really strong scent of um coriander spices. Um, there mm. is a sense of like uh lemon banana um but the spice the lime for sure i mean a wheat beer
1: citrus man
0: yeah um a wheat beer will typically have uh a nice acidity to it but it's got spices in there um like orange peel and coriander seed so when you smell it it's almost like i associate it with like shock top but you know Mm, good beer but like it's that kind of thing it's that like uh very weedy very um uh soft spiciness.
1: Down the hatch.
0: That first sip, I just like appreciated this style in a way that I never really have before. Because it's just like it hits you when you first take a sip, the first thing that hits you in the mouth is the wheat, um the the malt, cereal grain, like that that mix that's in there, as well as like the coriander. But as it goes down your mouth and hits the back and kind of coats the back of your mouth, there's a really nice citrus thing that happens. And it's this like Ooh. vibrant acidity with like orange and lime. Um, and it kind of just opens up into this like balanced thing that I wasn't really expecting. And then the finish is is dry. Um, it kind of leaves you, it's, it's refreshing, it's crisp, uh, and it does leave you wanting more. Um, yeah, it's medium bodied. It's got a, um, uh, I would say a a medium carbonation. It's not mm-hmm. appreciably high, but it's definitely there. Um, what I just love about it, you know, what you, between what you're drinking and what I'm drinking, I mean the the craft beer scene in Mexico. If you look up, you know, ten years ago, like there there really wasn't one. I mean, and I've mm-hmm. I've asked yeah. my friends from Mexico, like, hey, what? What beers are down... Granted, they're not huge beer people, but, I mean, they were like, uh, I don't know, Seoul, maybe Indio, which are all, like, ABI-type situations. But, like, right, yeah, the beer industry in Mexico, the craft beer industry in Mexico, has been uh, blossoming in a way, uh, and it's been growing steadily. They, I, I would say that they are where America was maybe... 10, 15 years ago. They're in the middle of a craft beer boom there. Uh, they've yeah. been seeing increases in the craft beer sales in the country of 50% steadily year after year for a couple years. And like I know the brewery that I'm drinking from, Cerveza Loba, like it's part of their mission statement, from what I could read in Spanish, that they are trying to expand Mexico's craft beer palate. They brew seven different yeah. styles of beers, including... Uh, Gozas and IPLs India Pale Lagers which are styles mm-hmm. that just didn't exist in Mexico right so yeah it's, you know. it's
1: interesting to see how they're not just keeping up with others you know they're kind of putting their spin on it more or less mm-hmm. and that's always really refreshing to see um, because it's you know the overall awesome thing of the beer but you want to give your like been on it so you can kind of make it yours and make it creative and so and it, are, it's really cool to see it was like um when we were talking about uh Puerto Rico not too long ago when their their mm-hmm. craft beer scene starting to rise you know it's it's interesting to see like you there are other places to get craft beer it's not just the United States I mean 100% really but I,
0: I feel like you know Mexico um has a reputation of Corona and Modelo, right. and Tecate. And there there are people there Tecate. who are... Tecate. Is it Tecate? I always call I it Tecate.
1: So. I used to call it Tecate, and then someone no, was that's... like, oh, Gabe, no. no yeah, <laughs> someone corrected me hard. I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Ew. Uh, I, I know. I tried, but now I know. Jeez, back up.
0: It's uh, But there are people there who brew craft beer and are trying to, you know kind of i don't know about change the image but offer something new it's just in america we're so used to this because we have mm. so much craft beer and so many different styles and it's all over the place now because of the craft beer boom that yeah. happened you know in the 90s and the early 2000s but yeah just other places in the world are on the uh beginning of that curve to use covid terminology uh and <laughs> i think that that's that's really cool to see
1: And it's really, you know, a lot of it's cool that we can kind of educate people on it. I mean, I'm learning new things every day about this stuff. And, you know, if you go up to someone, you say, all right, Mexican beer, go. I mean, I feel like their first thing is going to be Corona soul,
0: which which we did. Don't think we knew what we were getting into here.
1: We we, you know, we had to do some research. We had to go hunting. Um, Shout out to City Swiggers for holding down the beer fort. I was able to find my beer there uh were you able to get yours at good old sunset or no good
0: old sunset but you know it's it's just good to know and i think it's good to know for everyone out there like if you want to expand your beer palette to the imported section i mean look i'm a big beer guy obviously i'm part of a craft beer podcast but when i walk into a beer store most of the time i walk for the domestics i mean that's that's the biggest section but if you go over to that imported section there are some, some people importing some great craft beer from not only Mexico. You can find stuff from all over the world, and we Dude, plan to feature stuff from other places. it
1: is everywhere. I was looking at the imported section. I saw beers from – I saw good-looking beers. Like I read the description and the ABV and all that. Good-looking beers, Thailand, China. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was Jordan. One of them was Kenya. I was one of them was Jamaica, and they don't just have red stripe; they have other stuff. Like I was like, "Wow, this is okay." Options are there. So La Brew, the brewery itself, um, a staple of Mexican beer, as we mentioned earlier. Um, they are really churning things out. They are really great. They have been noted as. Hold on.
0: It's just such a good moment to kill this fly. Hold on.
1: (laughs) Do it. Do it. Kill the fly. It got away from me. Fuck it. All right. Keep Damn going. Damn it, Steven. <laughs> Started by three good friends in, say it again for me. Mishoak Khan. Um Khan. In 2006, uh, Jeffrey Schultz, Matthew Hickory, along with a third undisclosed partner whose name I could not find. Um, but was what was Ooh. really cool was.
0: Ooh, that's intriguing. I know. See, because I'm obsessed with like El Chapo. So I'm like, I'm like, who was it? Like the drug cartel?
1: I don't believe this company was involved with the drug cartel, but there was smuggling involved, believe it or not. Fun. Matthew Hickory, the owner, was smuggling ingredients from the United States to Mexico in a van so they could keep making beer. Now, this is what's really impressive to me. Now, this is the 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 bread and butter of just, like, working your ass off. They made all their labels by hand. They cut all the boxes with an exacto knife. They started showcasing all of their beers at parties and weddings and bars just to, like, spread the word and get people to buy it because they couldn't mass-produce yet and they weren't in stores everywhere. And then the fire kind of caught, and here we are. Now they're, you know, up and booming.
0: Bullshit. That third partner was El Chapo or Pablo Escobar. I'm sorry. They smuggled their ingredients in in a van. And they they were making labels with X-Acto knives. That's cartel shit. They were making labels by hand
1: cutting boxes with exacto knives listen i'm just the messenger call me crazy i'm just the messenger uh for this kick-ass brewery um so shout out to the guys who are out there uh getting all the ingredients rolling their sleeves up and working extra hard
0: even for the drug cartels amen even
1: for the drug cartels uh, the La Brew Brewers wanted to bring the great t- traditional styles of Europe to the Mexican palate, uh, basically preserving old methods of brewing beer, uh, using without chemicals or preservatives, unfiltered and unpasteurized. Um, today, they are still making those styles. They've added beers with local ingredients of great Mexican tradition, such as the blue corn that I am drinking or wild vanilla. Um, and a great quote by Rob Bertram, their commercial director, says, We do not consider it a job. It is personal. It is putting everything we have in order to make the best beer possible. We believe that love of beer is present when you open a bottle of LeBreu. I feel the love tonight, Lord.
0: Can you feel the love
1: tonight? We're Simba when we need them. am I right?
0: Uh, my brewery, my brewery the one that I own in Mexico, Cerveza Loba. Um, I mentioned nice. they're in Guadalajara. They're located near the sanitary <clears throat> Market. They were founded in 2011. They moved to their current location in 2015. I spoke a little bit about their beer philosophy, that they are trying to expand Mexico's craft beer palate, and they're doing pretty well. Um, the International Beer Challenge named them one of the best North American breweries in 2019, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. So they're doing well. they They are currently available throughout Mexico as well as in California and the UK. So, Gabe, you can't get them, but all our California listeners, uh, shout out all you Um, Cali people out here with me having fun in the sun. We could drink some cerveza Loba. And they have a bunch of different beers to choose from, not just the one that I'm drinking, uh, but according to their Spanish website that I'm reading in Spanish, um, they also have... uh, Yeah. They have a uh a black beer, which they have the Porter, um, they have a clandestine, they have Altinia, Paradise. Um if you take yourself to Google Translate, you can read all about these beers in, <laughs> in jilted okay. English. You know what I want to say about this uh this brewery is shout out to their Instagram. Um at Loba on Instagram, uh they have their I mentioned their mascot for the company is a wolf and their current Instagram profile picture is a wolf in a mask, like a COVID nice. mask, which I think uh. was very timely. They're also doing this um this promotion, which was like hard to get in- any information on. Might mean nothing to no one, but like right now, if you buy a case of Cerveza Loba beer, they're giving you tennis shoes, and they're all like colored with the what? beer, which is really cool. So if you look at their Instagram, you can see like a picture of the beer with like a matching colored tennis shoe, which is wild. But it, I, I don't Dude, know where they should always
1: use some tennis shoes are you kidding me
0: yeah i don't know where that shipping shipping is happening it might just be in mexico so i didn't really want to go into it too much but <laughs> it's there for you um
1: it's there for you good for it's, you good for it's us. just a great
0: I, I i love reading about this company because i just love reading about small independent breweries making their way in the mexican craft beer scene it's exciting to see what we love in America happening on the international scale.
1: Shout out to our friends, uh, our our neighbors to the south.
0: We have one more beer to crack open.
1: We have one more beer to crack open. Um, I mean, I guess if there's time, if we should, we might as well.
0: Okay, we've arrived. We're doing it. In, Moving on in honor of our friends to the south. We're uh, we're gonna drink. We're gonna drink some dosekis. Stay
1: thirsty, my friends.
0: Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm going to try...
1: We are thirsty, so here we
0: go. I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible about this. But I'm drinking out of a tall boy. So I don't Which know how... Which is I, hilarious to me. I don't you know couldn't how I, find just like
1: a normal thing?
0: Well, no, I couldn't. I, I could, but I was like... <laughs> quite honestly, I, I did find it, and I was like, I really don't want six of these.
1: <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's true. So I bought... I... So we we are drinking different doseckies i have the yeah. doseckies amber what do you have again
0: i have the just the regular Dosequis lager i mean oh, it's okay. in like a special can that says summer of dose which i think means summer of two so i don't i mean
1: well i would assume dose sounds like two in spanish
0: <laughs> summer of two sure uh but it's apparently a limited edition can but uh it's a 24 Dude, ounce you can save it. and i I thought about pouring it into a glass, and I just thought, "Eh." <laughs> I nah. mean, Dos Equis, it's Dos
1: Equis. We know. I, we get it.
0: No, but the the real reason we're doing it is we wanted to. We want. You know, we have. We wanted to play that drop
1: we, of stay thirsty, my friends. That's that, the real. That's reason. why.
0: No, we 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 gave a little bit of love to the craft beer industry there, but I felt like you know, in honor of um, Cinco de Mayo. Which is a holiday that was largely popularized by the beer industry. Like we said, right. we should pay tribute to one of the classic, you know, widely distributed commercial beers out of Mexico. We could have gone with Modelo. We could have gone with Tecate. 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 Oh God. We We're could have work, gone. We'll work
1: on that later. We could have done Corona, but Corona let's be real. Indio. That's salt. that's too real right now.
0: I, they're all part of the same situation. Umbrella. Honestly, I think they're distributed by the by all the same company but um so they're all the same thing but we went with dos because because we wanted we're good people
1: did you get the fly no (laughs) there's a fly in steven's house and he's trying to drink some it's just really bothering me
0: it keeps flying in front of my eye (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: watching you try to swat a fly is one of the funniest things cheers i'm
0: diving into my tall boy
1: here we go cheers yeah, it tastes like a regular Equis.
0: Okay. So, ABV for me of 4.7%, IBU of 10, which means, you know, not very bitter. Um Beer Advocate gave it a 64, which I think is the lowest rating I've seen on Beer Advocate, which is that's Ooh. kind of exciting. Yeah. Um Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, on the smell, it's it smells like a pilsner. Uh it's got, you know, it's it's malt forward for sure there's not a lot of complexity of like there's not a lot of hops there's not a lot of bitterness there's not a lot of mm. much going on i'm smelling the can yeah
1: i, I feel like I, yeah i feel like dosekis is one of those just like it tastes like beer and not much else so if you're just looking for something to sip on you're just like i just i don't I'm just, care i'm trying I
0: just, i'm trying to I need give a beer it to un- like
1: i need a beer to like watch during the game I don't yeah
0: know. i'm trying to give it an unbiased rating i mean there. I guess if there are notes of, like, uh, the maltiness, there's maybe you could pick out a little bit of, like, lemon if you're looking, although that might be the lingering wheat beer left behind. Um, I'm
1: on my end for the amber. I've never had the amber version. Mm. I'm getting, uh, like, the caramel toffee flavor on the back end. I'm not Mm. getting really much when it goes down, like, when I first drink it, but on the back end, I'm getting, like, that little sense of caramel toffee flavor and it's like oh, positive right get the fly it,
0: it does um yeah i i don't know what to say about it other than that it, do, it does taste like you're at the ball game i mean if you're if you need a, yeah. a beer to like wash down popcorn or something at the ball game this is um fine it's look This beer has a place in the world. I'm not saying it doesn't. We are not trying to shit on this beer as much as I know we are shitting on this beer. There's, uh, I haven't
1: said a damn word.
0: (laughs) It's just that what you get is a lot of yeah. It's 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 watery. It it's uh grainy. It's got notes of like it's it's kind of overly sweet sometimes. It's syrupy. It's got corn in it. Um, like in in the the taste.
1: I don't like the fact that there's just like not a lot of flavor profile to it. Like you can tell it's been just yeah, it's, it's you watered can tell down. it's very corporate. You yeah. know what I mean,
0: I mean that's what it is. It's it's watered down. Now, all right, here's where the, now I am going to shit on them for for a hot. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, this is if corny, you'll just if you'll right.
0: just indulge me, um, they're. Their website lists the ingredients that are in the beer, as well as all the nutritional facts. And Gabe, can I just ask you, if you had to pick the four ingredients of beer, what are they?
1: They are water, malts, hops, and yeast.
0: That is correct. Uh, This has water, malted barley, hops, absorbic acid, and cornstarch or corn syrup
1: god dang it really
0: so if everyone will just back up for a second
1: 30 second rant
0: we're gonna start the timer i just have something to say about that
1: cool Uh uh-oh here we go
0: I don't know why anyone would put cornstarch in your beer. All it accomplishes is watering down the beer. There's no reason to ever do that. I looked this up for like three seconds, and I found a website of some home brewer asking if he should put cornstarch in his beer to mimic the flavor of Dos Equis. And everyone that answered the guy was like, why the fuck would you, why would you do that? This is where people who didn't know that they put cornstarch in their beer, but why the fuck would you put cornstarch in your beer? What are you aiming to accomplish other than just watering it down? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. and it. Ex- All
1: right. Well, if you're getting a 30 second rant, I'm getting a 30 second rant.
0: Do you have something to get off your chest?
1: I do. Mine's going to be in a different direction, but it's about Dosecchi, So I'm, okay. I'm in.
0: Here we go. You, you, you can do it. All right. Here we go. I'm
1: ready. So so you make this beer and you've got this corn starch like Steven said you the corn syrup whatever but yet you have this awesome badass a uh, man staple as the logo and as the face of the company. Stay thirsty, my friends. He should be for a craft beer company. He shouldn't be for this kind of beer. You can't have that such badass of a man, such a just an awesome dude with a great voice, like stay thirsty, my friends, and then you're drinking this. Like they just don't go together and it's stupid, and the marketing team needs to be fired.
0: You know, I was thinking that earlier today. I was like, "This guy doesn't drink Dos Equis. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, but this man absolutely drinks. Not. This man smokes a cigar while he sips on heavy tequila or scotch,
1: or like wine."
0: Um, yeah. I I'm a a mission of the show is to be inclusive, inclusive. and I'm fully aware that we have brought Dos Equis into this, and then we just proceeded to shit on them for a few minutes but the cornstarch thing i we weren't trying to we bought the beers we were like all right well we'll drink dos equis it's a nice the cornstarch thing just really lit a fuse for me
1: that I don't know yeah why. that i i didn't know that ahead of time and then you brought it up to me before and i was like oh yeah that's kind of a deal breaker
0: that was just uh all right well so this
1: beer is gonna make you fat i mean I, all beer isn't you know, i've got a 24 drinking beer ounce. isn't gonna give you a six pack but let's be real like
0: I've got a 24-ounce can to drink right now.
1: (laughs) I want you to drink the rest. If you don't drink the rest of that... Oh, I'm I'm going to. I'm I'm going to because
0: I'm a man of principle. And as much as I don't like uh, crap beer, I I have a bigger problem with dumping beer down the drain, personally. Thank
1: you. That brings me to one quick point. It won't be a 30-second rant. But for all the people who go into bars or go into restaurants, anywhere you can buy and drink beer... That leave beer on the table. Don't leave beer on the table. Finish your damn drink. Finish like your a beer. Normal if, person and move yeah. on with your life. And obviously, if you're, you know, getting to that point and you're like, I'm gonna need a ride home. There's Uber, there's cabs for a reason. Finish your damn beer.
0: Wow, this episode is turning into therapy, but I could not agree more.
1: <laughs> we're getting into it now. Where's Doctor Phil? moving
0: my here? dad always makes fun, fun of me because as we're leaving, he'll like leave half a beer, and he's like, "Is it disrespectful to the beer?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, it is." It is. Why would you?
1: If it's a good craft beer,
0: don't order it if you can't finish it, and if you order it, just sit there and finish it. Like, just hang out at or the pa- table. Where are you going? I can't hurt? tell you how
1: many or times time. I've been at a bar with like friends, and it's been like. Like, we got to go. Like, the ride is here. And it's like, oh, crap. You know, you have a 7.9% beer. Chug it. Finish do your it. beer. You can do it.
0: And, and for if you people, tell yourself
1: you can't do it, you're thinking negatively, and we don't like that on the show. Just saying.
0: There's also a mindset amongst real craft beer snobs that is, uh, you know, if you open a beer and it's not good. Now, I'm not saying if it's skunked or bad. If it's bad, right. don't Throw drink it. it. But yeah, if you open a sick. beer and you just don't like it, I feel like you got yourself into that. I mean, unless unless you Give literally can't mom. choke it back. But I mean, like just dumping a beer that someone brewed down the drain. To me, I, I'm just not on board with that. I know some people are, but that's how I feel. Um,
1: now that we got all our feelings out, should yeah. we end the, the episode on a more lighter side of the fun topic as we like we to We
0: should. I feel like I just want to hear him one more time. He's going to stick around. I mean, let's just... Let's just be just, real. Just he's listen to him. he's not going anywhere.
1: Stay thirsty, my friends.
0: You can you can get used to him because he's right next to the Lucky Charms guy on the soundboard. He doesn't have Mike Breen status, but he's close. Yeah, status? Mike Breen's
1: first. Um. Okay. Fun topic. We didn't have much for this, but we're you know we're going back to football because that's kind of our basis. I'm uh, sorry, Steven. Isn't
0: this this podcast could be a craft beer and football podcast. Football once podcast, the season hits, we're it. fucked. Oh, like, it's over.
1: Once the se- <laughs> If you're not into football, once the season hits, too bad. Like, it's it's. Yeah, over. I'm
0: sorry. We might have to do half and half. Like, if you're not into football, just tune out now. <laughs> we got 30 minutes to just fence some shit. I'm still not over the, the, the draft, but whatever. Yeah.
1: The Fire Crotch has a new team.
0: If you don't know who we're talking about, you don't pay attention to football.
1: I don't Andy even think Dolan. we...
0: Okay, I was going to say, we shouldn't Sorry. even say his name. We should just call him Firecrotch, and if you can't catch up, Google it. <laughs> Football Firecrotch, figure it out. That's probably, someone's probably posted that. Anyway, where if is he his, going?
1: If his face doesn't pop up, that's a problem.
0: And I, I don't um, know where he's going. I've literally intentionally not looked either. at the news so that I hear this for the first time on the show.
1: All right. Where is he All going? Right. I'll give you a hint. I want you to guess. Okay. He's going to a team where he will not be the starter. Okay. Their coach, uh, you know their coach very well. Dallas? Dallas Cowboys. One year, $7 million, $3 million guaranteed, homeboys backing up Prescott. Tell me how you feel about that because I've got some thought.
0: <laughs> Quite honestly, if I had to put a word to it, I would say I feel almost nothing. I, 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 he, look, Matt Schaub has a job. Okay, so I knew Andy Dalton was going to have a job. <laughs> Nathan Peterman has a job.
1: Oh, my God. Nathan. The fact I that love Nathan, Peter- I love Nathan Peterman because the one game he played was against the Chargers, and he threw five. I'm going to say that again. He threw five interceptions.
0: The fact that Peterman. these two guys have jobs and Cam Newton doesn't have a job yet. That but, was a- but Andy Dalton has been, has been with the Bengals for nine years. He's a veteran quarterback, so I'm not surprised he has a job. And I don't even know who Dak's backup was prior to... Because I don't think Dak's backup... Yeah.
1: Well, because Dak just kept playing. Um, Yeah. I think Dalton's going to be... My first thought was like, why? And then my second thought was like, well, hey, homeboy needs a job. But I think it's going to be kind of like a Josh McCown eagle situation. Like, he knows he's not going to play. He knows... Like, like he's going to be the veteran... Teacher to Dak, like he's going to help Dak, and so part of me is just kind of like, hey, you know what? I don't know. You're getting paid seven million dollars. That's more than I can say. But yeah, I think he's going to be a good teacher. I think, you know, he's apparently he already has a home in Dallas or in Texas, so he doesn't even have to like move. Personally, he just has to move business wise. Um, But he played college at TCU in. Texas, so he's used to it. Listen, you grabbing that fly is <laughs> everything right now. I and I'm not gonna not. I'm not gonna let it go. We're gonna talk about it, and I want all the viewers to know that you are currently trying to kill a fly in your apartment. It's by very grabbing at
0: it. It's very elusive when you can't leave the chair. I'm stuck in front of the mic. <laughs> Andy Dalton, uh, this damn fly, Andy. <laughs> he just he, um, he. I, I just I knew he would end up somewhere uh yeah, and I did,
1: yeah I did too. this
0: is like fine I mean I I can't say Andy Dalton's not good I don't like Andy Dalton I don't I don't really care about Andy Dalton at all but uh for me to say that like the Bengals that he was the reason the Bengals were bad is just wrong no, they have no, no. anything <laughs> they had no. they had A.G. Green and nothing else maybe well, Joe Mixon well, if you're into that
1: but AJ Green this past year played all of like what four or five yeah, games.
0: Their offensive line was crap. They're, yeah, they, they they had a bad year, but they had a bad decade.
1: But they now have Joe Burrow, and obviously, you know, he's the number one pick. Everyone's going to be looking at him, blah, blah, blah. Joe Burrow one of those guys that I think is like, I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs right away. I think with him, give him four, three, four years. They'll start to like, I think he'll start, people will start to go, all right, all right, the Bengals.
0: Well, we'll, we'll see. Joe I mean, Joe Burrow
1: already has the name. It's, yeah. it's the team that I'm talking about.
0: You know we'll I mean? see. I mean, that's what people said about the, the Browns and they still have things to figure out. They got, oh, they Jesus. got the first round quarterback. They got Odell, they got Jarvis, they got a great running back, and they still have work to do because you can't just have the offensive pieces and not have a line to support them and not and exactly. all the other stuff. And so
1: Odell Odell might be shopped. There's rumors. Mm. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere, but there's a lot of rumors of like him being not traded, but like being in talks, like, hey, we're looking for deals for Odell. I don't think he's gonna end up going
0: anywhere, though. What I, I love is that the talk now is that the Patriots, because they're in rebuild mode, might be mm-hmm. tanking for the quarterback next draft. Can you imagine a season where the Patriots just lose every game?
1: Like Don't the, make the dynasty
0: just like collapses. their just... I
1: would love that. Are you kidding me?
0: It could happen. I mean, right now we're looking at a season with that. Stidham and Hoyer backing him up.
1: Oh, Hoyer's. Oh, they're going with the rookie. They're
0: going with Stidham. Yeah.
1: Oh, my. Well,
0: unless listen. unless they sign Cam or someone else, you know?
1: Yeah, well, can
0: But the the last rumor for Cam that I heard was that the Redskins were mm. happy with their quarterback situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're they, Well, they just got they got but Dwayne they have, Haskins last year.
0: Yeah, but they have Ron Rivera. So if they brought Cam in as his backup, Cam could win that job.
1: No, Cam's not going to be the backup. If Cam goes to the Redskins, Cam's going to start. They did just get um, the the Redskins just got Thomas Davis, who was playing with Carol. Okay, so all or nothing. Th- this is how we know football through TV because we're actors. So all or nothing, Carolina Thomas Davis, they're good defensive back, fifty eight mm-hmm. number fifty eight captain, dope dude. Mm-hmm. He played with the Chargers for one year this past year. I was sad to see him go because I thought he was great and he was a good leader. But he's going to the Redskins to reunite with Ron Rivera. If Cam if Cam goes to the Redskins, Ron Rivera's going to be like, yeah, sit down, second year. You're going to learn.
0: Well, but Dwayne Haskins has a job. And the thing is, like, if you were in a normal camp situation, Cam could mm-hmm. easily prove you to be the better quarterback, quarterback. But we don't know if there's going to be camp. We don't know if there's going to be OTAs. There might not be time we for We don't
1: that. know if there's going to be a season.
0: We don't. I'm still hoping that there will be one, even if it's like a month late, with nobody in the stands. But like, they're the.
1: Yeah, I don't care. But so in the NBA, it's like, dear God, give me something here. Yeah,
0: I also we need to go. But I also heard. um, I mean, it's it's not a real rumor. It's just like random fantasy football talk. But like Mm -hmm. discussions that Aaron Rodgers could go finish his season with the Patriots. take him to the super bowl and i haven't and and i haven't i haven't felt the i mean because all the all the stuff that's going on with the quarterback and stuff i'm trying to just like just take it in stride whatever it is what it is but that when i heard one analyst say that that they could easily see him end up with a patriots that was the thing that just like spark something in me of just like that would
1: kill me and i'm not even a packers fan that was uh, i I keep hearing bears which i don't know why but i keep hearing well you know what i do keep hearing about aaron Rodgers. i keep hearing he's not gonna finish his career in green bay yeah i I
0: mean that's that's what the chatter is and that makes sense to me I mean but a lot of Philip Rivers is not filling his, f- finishing his career in in Phillip San Diego yeah. or LA. LA uh Tom yeah, Brady right. is not finishing his career in New England yeah. Peyton Manning did not finish his career That's I mean right. Kurt it, Warner. it happens uh Brett Favre it Brett happens Favre. but um so I wouldn't be surprised by that but if it's the Patriots
1: yeah that would
0: kill me if I it's would the be patriots, patriots like, or in division so i would just be livid if it's the patriots well, the bears the vikings yeah. the lions those are the yeah. four teams he, go anywhere else go go to tampa like tom did Go to la go. are you kidding me we'll right, take him? all right let's ease up on that all what right we gotta, we gotta we gotta get out of here now. we gotta go uh i'm gonna we go pound 24 ounces of joseki's thank you guys uh for joining us for the Cinco de Mayo
1: celebration. This was round 19. We will be back next week for round 20. We will be back for our 20th episode. We thank you guys so much. We hope you had a good Cinco de Mayo. And if you are still celebrating, keep doing it. We love you guys. Thank you so much.
0: Go Chargers! Cheers!